Took a breather and came back in no time yep. Put the ball in my possession and it's showtime. it's showtime I'm taking the last shot, coach, don't mind nah. I'm a different predicament, so it troubles so you it troubles. Game clock ticking and I'm coming for the W One man ain't enough, they gon' have to double two Get ball shot made, all the fans loving you Time expired, everybody rushing yep. Now you done showed them what you about Try to tell you we was gon' make it without a doubt do what they can, I'm already stamped And I be shitting like Kevin Durant In the game, made up When I steps on the floor, I don't waste time Two seconds, one shot, I'ma make mine Hit a three-pointer on baseline They want my spot, I'm trying to save mine So you should move over 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 What's good, everybody? It's Hoop Narrative Podcast, man. We right back at it again. We want to start off with apologizing for the long delay. <laughs> but we finally back here, man. It's your boy, OT. And always in the building is my brother. Come on, man. You already know it's Fred Joe in the building, man. I'm glad to be back, OT. Fred Joe, man. Man, a little quick one, but we starting it back off on the right note, man. You see who we got with us, another Seattle Hooper legend. Uh, Cleveland High School native, uh, Washington State University native, and now in his second year with the Portland Trailblazers, my guy CJ Ellaby. What's good? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to finally, you know, get on this call with you guys. Come on, man. Hey, you know, BOT, you know, just real quick, you know, I like to, you know, rattle off a little accolades when it comes to the guests. So I just want to, you know, speak on CJ Ellaby. You know, Come on. Come on, big him up a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> 46 overall to, by the Portland Trailblazers in the 2020 draft, man. Uh, the first draft pick since 2011. Obviously, we know who that was. Clay Thompson, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, 32nd all-time in scoring. 16.6, the fifth best average in Coog history. Shot 41% average for his career in his two years there. Um, just, you know, a guy that did a lot of things, man, not to mention his high school accolades as well, but, you know, I, you know, I'd like to just rattle off just a little bit about our guests. So forgive me for, for boasting for you, bro. Nah, man, <laughs> we, we, we inviting these guys on a show for a reason, man. These guys are doing big things and, you know, funnily, funny, you know, you said finally Fred, a little story, you know, CJ is one of the, CJ is one of the few people that we've been trying for like the last, like four or five months, man, we ran at him. We ran to him in summer league in Vegas. You know, we chopped it up there. Uh, before that, we, we tried to get him on, man, but nah, man, we, uh, uh, we're happy to finally get you on, man. And, uh, you know, it's perfect timing. Uh, just like you said, uh, you're going into your second year right now uh, with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, how, how do you, how do you feel uh, right now going into training camp? You know, what's been going on there and, you know, how you feeling going into your second year? Yeah, so we're in the second week of training camp right now, and um, I've just been feeling really good, uh, trying to use every day to get a little bit better, um, better in ways that's going to, you know, hopefully get me on the court this year. And so really that's been focusing on defense, um, just close out and being able to keep up, keep somebody in front of you. Um, and then a little stuff off the court too, being a professional um, and getting the stuff that I need to get done. And so really that's just been my focus uh, in training camp uh, in, this, in this second week of training camp coming up. Okay. Now, uh, I'm trying to think, Fred, uh, CJ, too. Uh, what, what what new players right now is on, on the Blazers roster? Uh, we got a good amount 
Uh, so starting with the younger guys is Greg Brown, Trendon. Okay. And the older guys right now that we signed, Ben McLemore, um, Cody Zeller. My guy, Tony Snell is there as well. Yep. Yep, Tony. Mm-hmm. It's my guy, man. I played with him at prep school at West Wing Prep, man. So that's one of my. And that's um, a real professional right there. Yeah, man. It's one of my good friends, man. So. Yeah, yeah, good people. Yeah, good people, man. Hard worker, quiet, humble, show up every day, man. So definitely somebody to, to pay attention to. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then, you you know, you said, uh, you know, you're trying to work on uh, getting better at things to help you get on the court. You know, I'm pretty sure that's one of uh, one of those personal goals you have for you. What, what other personal goals, you know, do you have for yourself? You know, going into that second year, you 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 got the, a glimpse of what the NBA is about and everything. And, you know, you want to make that turn. You know, like I said, what personal goals do you have going for yourself? Really, it's just helping my team win. I think that's what's getting me on the court. You know, I don't think it's too much about myself at this point, but showing that I can bring you know, things to the table to help us get to the ultimate goal and, and win games and, and, you know, get a good seat in the Western Conference. And, you know, we talk about that all the time, Otis. It's, it's extremely important, you know, like it's – and I know CJ – yeah, I know sometimes it's a battle because there's things that you want to do, but there's ways that you have to play to get on the court and there's that battle. But, you know, I always – you know, I, I respect that you're taking that approach because it's – Early on when you're young, it's about learning on, you know, what to do and how to do that at a consistent level. Yeah. And then once you get that, you know, you'll take off. And some guys, I know they want to do their own thing. And that's what helps, you know, that's why they struggle trying to get onto the court. And, you know, that's something that we talked about. And it's, it's okay to do what you have to do to get yourself on the court. And then as you get that time, you'll be able to expand. Right. Right, and really for me, it's making the home in Portland, you know, showing them yeah. that this place I can be, you know, for mm-hmm. a period of time and, you know, win championships to come. So mm-hmm. that's just the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And even starting with that, um, so this was that the last summer, uh, that you didn't have a chance to play summer league. You were going in your rookie year. So, you know, you play summer league uh, for the first time uh, this summer in Vegas. Uh like I said, me and Fred was able to catch you out there. I think I got caught you out there twice. Um, you know, how, how did you feel about your performance uh, in summer league? Um, I definitely felt like it could have went better. Um, it was a great experience. You know, like you said, I didn't get to do that my rookie year. And so for me, that was my first time and go around in that. Um, so it was a great experience, you know, being with Michael Beasley, you know, Kenneth Fareed um, and those guys, Emmanuel Moutier and, and some of those older guys. And then, you know, getting to know Greg and Trendon, um, I think it was a really good time for us younger guys, you know, to, to build some chemistry. Um, but overall, I think I could have done a lot better. Um, I was also coming off a little knee injury. You know, I had tweaked it um, probably three weeks before the start of that. And so I really had to take about a week off and, and not do much. And so that kind of hurt uh, what I had been doing down in Vegas with um, with AJ Diggs for a while. We, we were down there training getting ready for the season in, in summer league. No, that's that's I, I definitely understand that. And and just me, you know, as a fan and, you know, as we talked about this, I you did your, you know, the best that you could. You know, it's 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 tough being a second year guy with, you know what I mean? And I'm not knocking the Blazers, but I'm just saying as a player, I know it's tough being playing with older guys and 
they're trying to, you know, make the team and this is your first experience and you're trying to show your worth and being with some older guys. I know that part was tough, but I definitely commend you because I can tell you still were finding your ways. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just feel like I got better and better throughout the four games. Um, so, you know, like I said before, just a great experience being able to be there with, you know, obviously all the teams there present and, uh, you know, kind of like just a good atmosphere. Yeah. So I'm wearing the uh, I'm wearing the USA basketball hoodie right now. Uh, your teammate Damian Lillard just won himself a gold uh, with the uh, USA team. Now there was a little bit of there was a little bit of whisper. I'm gonna say a small whisper. You know that you know, there were some rumors saying that you know Dame was on his way of talking about uh, being ready to move on from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I mean, you're right there. I mean, and he already came out and said that he's dead at that. Uh, like, what what's the vibe with him has been at, at, at training camp? Uh, I think for us, you know, we kind of have tunnel vision with that kind of stuff, um, especially with the COVID scene going on. It kind of condensed everything, but it also gave the teams the opportunity to really focus on us. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, um, I think that was all just noise, outside yeah. noise. Kinda didn't, I didn't pay too much attention to. Um, I know that they have great relationships with the, you know, organization. And so really at the end of the day, I knew that I was a lot of talk going on at the moment, um, you know, but Dame was focused on getting the gold and obviously all that stuff kind of started to go down. Hoop Narrative fam, you heard that here. I'm pretty, we already heard it again, but we're talking to somebody who's inside the locker room, man, Dame's not going nowhere right now. And you know how I go with those U.S. Man, come on, man. Together. It's always some, it's always something going to come out of that, man, when all the, you know, best guys are together, man. Come on. So. Easily. And uh, there's somebody else, you know, uh, I was brought up, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody, I was telling somebody that we are about to talk to you today. And, you know, he brought up a, you know, a good question for, like, for me to bring up. Uh, so you played with Carmelo Anthony last year. Uh, as your rookie year, like that's crazy. That's a in my in my opinion, that's a top fifty player of all time, and maybe top ten score of all time. Agreed. What was that like playing with Melo? Uh, and on top of that, he was also pretty effective too. And then you know, what was he able to teach you? What was you able to learn from from you know the OG vet uh, also as well? Yeah, I would say it was pretty surreal for me, you know, and it took a while to kind of digest it, you know, being on the team with him. Um, because that's someone who obviously playing video games when I was young. He's cover, cover of them. So for me, um, it was surreal for a, a while. And then also just being able to be on the court with him and being his teammate, it was it was great. You know, it was like a dream come true. You know, like it is going to the NBA, but being able to be surrounded by dudes like Melo um, on a daily basis, it was it was just a pleasure. You know, and so I really I tried to soak up as much as I could. And really just watch his movements, watch his feet on his, you know, turnaround shots and his, his up fakes and how he gets the guys off the ground and leaning. Um, so I really just like to focus on what he did on the offensive side and, and kind of his footwork. I got kind of a, a two-part question. There's small ones, but for the first one, CJ, I want you to briefly touch on um, Melo's work habits. Yeah, so really he would be there and getting his shots up. It was kind of like, with the practices and stuff, a lot of the younger guys are on the court early, you know, getting their shots up. But for him, it was really just staying after practice and, and getting his spots, mm -hmm. uh, that shots, getting his turnarounds. And so really it was just a, it's a real professional, um, you know, just seeing in the, 
with the Portland Trailblazers. Everybody gets their work in and gets out, really. It's crazy, Otis. We always talk about the difference between pros and professionals. And he just mentioned. And then kind of the second part, CJ, is um, – I mean, yeah, obviously he said a lot of things and some of them may be cliche, but if you could, what's one thing that's something Melo told you that's going to stick with you forever? And if it's too personal, you don't got to say it, but something that was pivotal. Yeah, really for me, it was just his presence, you know. Mm -hmm. It was in the sheer moments with him and memories that I'll never forget, you know, whether it was in the locker room or, you know, off the court. Really it was sharing space with him getting to know him on a, on a deeper level than, than just his soup stuff. And, and so yeah. for that, it's, it's more of, you know, just that accumulation of experience that I, I'll never really forget. That's real. That's real. Now, I, I want to take it back a little bit, uh, back to, you know, you're a, a junior in high school. Uh, you come with a, I think you come with a really good uh, high school class out of Seattle, Washington. You know, you kind of flew under the radar there for your first couple of years, and then you made a splash uh, your junior year, and then your senior year, you went yay-yay out of Cleveland High School. Uh, What was that decision? Uh, uh, You know, what was your offers like, you know, going into college then? You know, what? why why Wazoo? Why why was Wazoo the pick? Yeah, so for me, it was really just, I have some West Coast offers. So as far as Washington State, uh, in, in Washington State, I had WSU, UW, and Seattle U. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were Cali schools. I had about four of them, Pepperdine, Santa Clara, um, San Francisco, and one other school. But for me, I, I wanted to stay in state, you know, and, and honestly, for a while, I was really contemplating going to Seattle U. Mm with coach Hafer because you know he kind of and you know I was really ready to take a, I had set up an in-state visit to go there that would have been I, scary bro <laughs> you know, really, really before I I didn't even set up a, a visit to go to you know Washington but for me I kind of felt like they had offered me my junior year after uh, before the season and I kind of felt like they wanted me to jump on it you know but for me just over time uh, WSU started to just kind of present itself in, in more of an appealing way um, Coach Haskins being there for the year before, we had just built a relationship from competing against each other, you know, for the years before that, since I was a freshman in high school, and just knowing his resume, and um, it, it made me really comfortable going there um, to the small town of Pullman, and it, it, it was, it paid off, you know, and, and I know I wanted to play in the Pac-12 as well. That's real. I think you definitely made a, a great decision when you think about it, man, and uh, you look at what you're doing now and what you did then. So it's definitely, you know, something to see. You know, Otis brought up, you know, Cleveland, your years at Cleveland. Um, if you could, I want you to talk about um, Jerry Petty and, you know, how much he meant to you. Yeah, so, you know, that even that relationship with him goes back before high school. He okay. was uh, running the program of RSB. So the at the Vista, yep, yep. you know, he used to run the program and, um I came, I started playing AAU in third grade, but I really started in that program fourth grade. And so for me, just that experience with him, that experience with him and even his brother as being one of my coaches, yeah, that really was when we molded our relationship and I got to know him. And then when I was going into freshman year of high school, him being the getting hired that year, it was kind of like we came in together. So really it was almost like it was meant to be. And um, 
I would say we have a great relationship. You know, we keep up to this day. That's someone I can always turn to and ask anything. Um, and I would say just just having him, he taught me so much as far as lighting the fire in my heart. You know, I, I got to know his story and got to know who he was. And um, I feel like I have, I'm kind of attached to him and who he was as a person. And um, I've learned from him in that aspect, even more so than, than just basketball, you know, but being with him for four years at Cleveland, I would say I learned something new each year. Um, and it mm -hmm. was in part being at Cleveland, being kind of one of the only guys to continue playing um, at the D1 level, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, also Jalil, he plays at um, Central Washington right now, football. Yeah. Um, but just, just coming yeah. in with Coach Jerry Petty and Coach Sturges and him, you know, we kind of built something there for four years. And, you know, speaking on that, you know, you're talking about uh, your work ethic and things like that. Uh, oh, to you know. be honest, did you, did you, did you, did you think he was a division one player? Be honest. Well, that's what I was just about to talk about though. Uh, you know, I really, uh, I really didn't see too much of, of your game CJ till honestly Cartier, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Hotbread talked about you. And I think I went with him to watch one of your games and I said, I not for sure. It was like, he's a D one player. I just never knew. Yeah. Like, I, I, I never knew much about your game, but what, what? Oh man, that's a good question. I I, I can't remember who it, it was. Was it again. was it a sophomore year or junior? Junior year. It was yeah. a junior year. Because I think TJ was like twenty three, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember how good they was, but like I said, I know nobody on the court could stop CJ though. Yeah. And uh, but now I was just about to talk about that. Out of everybody, you know, uh, you know, Cartier is trained, you know. Uh, a lot of players, uh, regardless if it's been full-time or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I feel like you're one of the players that, you know, he talked about and when it came to work ethic, you mm -hmm. know, you worked hard. Yeah, that's he always you attached that always to your say. name. He yeah. always attached that to your name. Definitely agree. But talk about your work ethic and how important has it been for you and, you know, how you transcended from high school to college and now in the NBA. Yeah, excuse me. I would say, you know, for me, it started early. Um, my dad, he he was running marathons when I was you know, shout out Bill Ellaby in middle school, and uh, he got me out there, you know, around Sewer Park and and, and on the hill, the Graham Hill, and uh, so for re really for me, it started running. And obviously, I've always played basketball my entire life. I played a bunch of sports, um, but for me, that that running piece it really added something to my life, you know, on a deeper level you know, than sports. And I feel like it did something for me spiritually. Um, and it gave me power, you know, just, just my body and my legs, but also my spirit. And so um, that was just a big piece of my development was being able to run. And um, I remember just being in, at Cleveland, we would go, we would go to the stairs. We, we called them the, uh -huh. the stairs to heaven, you know, type of things. They're so long. And <laughs> Coach, Jerry, Coach Jerry had us running 20 stairs. We ran 20 of them, you know, and it, oh, it was kind damn. of, pretty willingly, but we consistently were on the stairs, we were on the hill. And then really on my own time, I was doing that. So like coming into sophomore year of high school, I remember being just in such good shape that like the running drill, the running drills we did, the running stuff, it, it just, the conditioning didn't really affect me because I was in such good shape. Um, so I say a big piece of, of my development was being, being in the best shape and, and being able to run. I don't think we don't. We've never had like one player come onto the podcast and really talk about conditioning, yeah. and it is is really so key to development to be able to endure a workout, give it a hundred percent every time you work out, 
Like, bro, I mean, you know, as a coach and see as you do as a player, like that's so pivotal. And this is a guy that I used to see walking around with a jug, you know, so I kind of knew like he took it differently. And, you know, just a small story, you know, my OG, I know, you know, I feel petty. He texts me all the time and he's like, man, this guy, CJ, used to, after practice, man, everybody's leaving. He's going to run. You would go back and run those hills and you were, or you would run home. Like he just tells me countless stories about you always running, always conditioning after practice, before practice. And so it's, when you talk about that, uh, when you talk about the conditioning in those stairs, it, it kind of rings a bell because, you know, the OG Phil Petty always tells me about how you used to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's so, easy. He, he used to be one of the ones there cheering us on and, and yeah, you know, man, our work, you know, always. Yeah, man, he, he's kind of like an OG for me, man. I'm so, you know, I'm happy he's around, man. Good dude, man. He tells me a lot about you. Mm-hmm. That's family. Yeah. Yep, Fred, for sure. Fred, now what do we always talk about when it comes to choosing a school? We talk about as a freshman, you want opportunity, right? Opportunity. CJ, was you, yep. were you surprised? After, I guess, if you look back at your freshman year and the numbers you put up, were you surprised by that? You talking about college, right? Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised. Um, I said the team needed pieces. We needed, you know, help. We needed people to contribute. And I stepped up. You know, that's that's the simplest way to put it, I would say. What, what was the most – what was the most – the best UW-Wazoo moment? In the in the games that you played, and what was the best moment? Uh, for me, it was <laughs> it was being back in Seattle. Um, I think my sophomore year. I was uh, at that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you, I knew that's why you asked. That, <laughs> it, it was that one, just just being there, being um, on the team with Noah, and then just playing against all the Seattle guys that were on the team. Um, for me, I would I, I just think of the play when I hit the hit the pullback on Nas. Um, and just kind of backpilling down the court. And and really, it was it was a packed house. And and you just I just remember all the times that I played there, you know, without the fans there, just with UW players or working yeah. out or seeing Isaiah Thomas there, um, baby boy or DeJounte Murray being there. You know, it was just I spent a lot of time there too, you know. So I have a pretty personal relationship just with that place and, and the people who who occupy at times. How how many points you have that game? I can't even remember. We got <laughs> 34. <laughs> Light 34. <laughs> uh, I think I had 34 when we played them the 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 time at Pullman. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I that like was. That was. Yep, that was. 25, maybe. I don't yep. know. I don't come on, man. <laughs> you had, what would you you had 26. You had 26 that game. Yeah, I lit them up in Pullman. <laughs> Now nah, that the the game uh the game I watched though uh that's when I mean you know like I said you got guys like you know Cartier saying you know he's gonna be an NBA player uh, I'm just the type of person I want to see it for myself and I want to see it up close and mm-hmm. that was the game that I was like okay like this guy can play he can play at the next level uh you know talk a little bit you know you put your name. Uh, in the draft after your freshman year. Uh, talk about that process and then, you know, your decision to come back to school. Uh, so I would say it was a it was a great um, just decision. Um, and I would say because I got to go through that process and it was a process I fully didn't get to experience my second year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say just being able to go to about five different teams and work out, 
Um, and then, you know, just that traveling and getting to feel that, how my body takes it. I got invited to the G League Combine. Um, so all of that really taught me a lot um, about the next level. It taught me a lot about what I needed to do in my game. Um, so just a lot of the places and, and teams that I went to, they told me to focus on, you know, my shooting, tightening that up, and then just my ball handling and, and getting a tight handle. Um, so I feel like it, it gave me a lot of perspective on what I needed to do going back. Yes, sir. Like I said, everything else took care of itself. You're an NBA player now. Hoop Narrative Podcast, man. Uh, I got my boy, CJ Ellaby in the building, man. You already know you can catch us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. <laughs> I know I'm missing the whole nine, man. <laughs> Gonna Wherever take a, you listen to podcasts, catch us hoop narrative. Exactly. We're gonna take a little quick ad break and we're gonna turn right back right back to y'all. Go to beer care. You know, it's your go-to beer kit. Um, they're committed to making you look your best every day of the week. They offer top of the line ingredients to keep your beard healthy and moisturized, man. Uh, if you're you know one of those guys, you know, or girls, I want to get your man, you know, their beer right. Uh loyaltybeercare.com is where you can um, purchase all of that. He's got beer moisturizer, beard growth, okay. uh, beard oil. You know, he's got hats. He's got face masks. So um, hit him up on Instagram as well, Loyalty Beard Care on Instagram. Narrative podcast, man. You already know what it is, my boy. Fred Joe in the building with me, OT. We got CJ Ellaby in the building uh, from Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, we took it back a little bit, you know, high school, college, uh, you know, uh, but this is, a, this is a pro we talking about right here. Yeah. We got the we got the 21, 22 season just around the corner. I mean, you know, it's only white. We, you know, we do a little we ask you little questions, uh, you know, about this upcoming year. Uh, Fred knows I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, you know, disheartening uh, ending for us. Uh, but you know, I kind of want to get your, uh, I kind of want to get your, uh, your opinion on some things, uh, you know, that's been going on over the summer. Uh, number one, I guess we can talk about the Lakers, I guess. Uh, you know, they made some moves, uh, got Russell Westbrook, uh, got a few shooters. Uh, how do you feel, you know, about the, you know, but what, what happened in the West and then, you know, the Lakers and, you know, how do you think the West is going to play out this year? Um, I would say for me, I'm not too focused on what the Lakers got going on. Come on, okay. Other than, <laughs> other than knowing that oh, Melo's about to be there next. Right. I ain't mad at him. That's real. That's real. <laughs> uh, but for real, I mean, most of my focus is on, on what we got going on. You know, Chauncey just came in. Good, um, Chauncey Billups. Oh, no, keep going. Keep going. No, nah, no, nah, we're just trying to lay the foundation and get things, you know, going and, and building on these defensive concepts and, and really getting everybody on, on the same page as far as, you know, it's never one-on-one, -on -one, it's one-on-five always in, in how we're playing defense. How, how, how has that been with, you know, first-year head coach Chauncey Billups there? How, how has that been? It's, it's been a great experience so far, and I think, um, you know, obviously he's assembled a great team. And so, really, it's just been, you know, we've hit the ground running, and, you know, we're really just doing everything we can to get on the same page, like I said. And so, I think that's that's really important, especially on defense, that we're all on the same page as far as the calls and, and how we're guarding things. And so, you know, because miscommunication is going to make it so, you know, things are going to go wrong, problems occur, um, slippages. So, at the end of the day, we're trying to make it so um, – because that was one of our main problems last year was defense. And so, mm -hmm. I know I 
can really step up in that place as far as to be a consistent defender. And that's something I'm working on. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really locking in on that. And that's why, you know, I'm kind of focusing on and keep saying that right now. Is there, is there one team that, you know, you're a little more excited to play than others? Um, I would say I'm always excited to play KPJ and, and the Houston Rockets. Um, so, you know, I'm always looking forward to that. Uh, Minnesota, you know, whenever we get to play the Seattle guys, San Antonio, Matisse up in, in Philly, um, you know, whenever that, that those are the my favorite games. And then I would also say, uh, like you kind of mentioned, the Lakers, um, obviously big names on the team, a lot of a lot of players that have been in the league for a while. Um, so it's going to be a fun, fun, fun game. CJ, talk about your your brotherhood with, with KPJ, man. I know that's your best friend, your brother. You know, just touch briefly on, you know, what he means to you and and uh, you guys both being at this stage and, and, and performing for Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's something obviously that goes way back um, mm -hmm. to the days with, with JP. Um, mm -hmm. We've been building this brotherhood for a while, and, you know, it, it was bigger than basketball a long time ago. So, you know, just, just for us, it's the fact that we're here, you know, and, and that we have this opportunity um, to, to make a, an impact on the league, yeah. um, just, just on our communities as well. But um, that's something that's been been brewing for a while. You know, we have an unbreakable bond, and, and mm -hmm. really we don't have to talk every day or every barely once a week if that that's how um, it goes. You know, we, we we rarely have to talk, but we know just it's, it's a lot of love there and uh we we pushed each other, you know, for a long time just throughout high school. We we played on the same AAU team since fifth grade. Um, right. we we moved to Rotary together sophomore and junior year, um, along with PJ Fuller. So it's just been it's been a ride, you know, and, and really um I wouldn't be here without him and and, and you know that's he's right. Said it from himself. He he doesn't think. He, I mean, I know he'd still be there, but he wouldn't right. be there. With nah, that's real. And Otis, you talk about that all the time. These these young guys, their brotherhood is is so knit tight nowadays. Yeah, we love, we love to see it. And it's no knock to you know the guys we grew up with mm -hmm. uh, or things like that. You know, I feel like I feel like you know that older generation. That, that's something that they started with the Brandon Roy's and you know Nate Rob and all those guys being close. And, you know, I just think the younger guys with CJ and all these guys really, you know, took notice of all that when they were kids. And even, like I said, I think you guys, Fred, when it came to the to Peyton Sivas and, yeah. you know, you guys having your guys close knit and you guys still staying close, you know, it's just there's I, I guess there's more younger yeah. NBA players in the world, older guys. Yeah. And, you know, just to see these guys all still stay close, man, like I said, it's pretty dope. And you still see it around community. You see it at the mall league. Yeah. Uh, you see it in when these guys are out during their uh, in their NBA season. Like you still see, like I said, uh, CJ. You said you're one of your favorite uh, matchups is playing all, against all the all the home team guys. So, you know, I, I think that's pretty dope. Uh, you know, back to the Portland Trailblazers, CJ. Uh, I know you said the expectation is is championship mm -hmm. uh, this year. Uh, I uh, what what are you what are you most excited about like with this team this year? I would say just the feel and the vibe right now and the chemistry um, that's there and present. I feel like it's a lot of guys that are familiar with each other. Uh, I can't remember, but just from <clears throat> excuse me, uh, CJ McCollum and, and Tony Snell's class and uh, Ben, you know Cody. I think they're all from the same class. I believe Rocco too is, or that's the year he came in. So it's like it's just the chemistry is, is already crazy. And, and 
I think that's just an important part, especially with this coaching change. You know, I think it's it's really going to be no drop off, and, and we're going to obviously pick back up where we left off. Fred, Fred and I got to ask you too, uh, real quick. Uh, you know, we both hoop junkies. We, like I said, there's not many games we don't watch, regardless if it's on TV or not. Right. What what you thinking about the Blazers this year? No, I definitely. You know, I like what I see, bro. You know, sometimes I'm I'm tough on the Blazers, but I like what I see and, you know, the additions of Chauncey Billups and, you know, some of the vets that they brought in and the young guys that they have, they have good young pieces. Um, you know, having a new coach could be tough, but like CJ said, they have a they have core value already. So I think once they, you know, get rolling on the system Chauncey wants to play offensively and de- defensively, I think we're going to see a surprising – you know, Portland Trailblazers. I mean, I personally just off what CJ said about the continuity, yeah. everybody, you know, being familiar with each other, uh, regardless with the new head coach. And like I said, there's development from you young guys. Mm-hmm. I I see Portland being the top five team this year, like they have been in the past before. It, I mean, am I, is that too high of an expectation? No, I'm not. I mean, it's not high. I mean, you know, the West. I don't think tough. at all. Yeah, the West is tough and, you know, Portland has – I've been down on Portland. They've surprised me before with the same core that, you know, I've had questions on. So, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, bro. I'm anxious to see it. And, you know, I can't wait to, to – when the season gets going. I haven't caught him in preseason, but I'm going to catch him. So, I don't I, – I've been to – I've been to Portland, like, you know, a little bit. What is – what's there to do down in Portland, like, in your off time? Uh, I mean <laughs> – with the weather and how it's changing right now, you know how it is in, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Netflix and chill, and, and really just <laughs> sit around the house and you know do my stretching and stuff. But uh-huh. I don't, I don't do too much, you know, going going places. I don't like getting caught in that traffic either. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it's really just kind of staying put and doing what I need to do mm-hmm. outside of the facility. Does it does it kind of have like that Seattle feel a little bit? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Okay. I just got a vibe, you know, the trees, you know, some, there's not as much water. And that's one of the things for me that I love about Seattle is just being able to pull up to the water. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just a little less familiar with the territory over here. Okay. Now, Fred, you know, it's always a ritual that we got to ask this, especially to the Seattle guys. Uh, like I said, you're, you're, you're a little younger, but I, I feel like, you know, you, you know, some household names from older guys to younger guys out of Seattle. Uh, who, 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 who is your top five guy? Who's your top five guys coming out the city? Top five. And I know it's tough. If we get this, we get the pause <laughs> every time we ask this question. Top five. Now, um, I would say just from, from what I know. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Doug Christie first. Um, okay. I get, and when I go to Sac, Sacramento and, and we play them, so he he's out there uh, calling the games. Um, Jamal Crawford, uh, Nate Robinson, those would be first three to come to mind. Um, Brandon Roy, obviously. Um, and Zach Levine is probably just, obviously, he's Ooh, a current. Okay. His, his impact on, uh, you know, just for me, I got to really – watch him and just seeing him go from, you know, obviously Bothell to mm-hmm. uh, LA and then to Bulls, it, it was, it was cool to see. If you, if you could go, you know, just maybe your generation, 
And you can throw yourself in here. Who's your top five out of your generation? Uh, and what what would that like? What's the cutoff? Would you say? But like Zach off or. Yeah, what, that's cool. What are you cutting? Were you cutting the 2010 notice? 2000, what, 2011? You say 11, 12. What, what class is Zach? 2012, 13? I'm going I'm to leave myself out and I'm going to say DeJounte Murray, uh, okay. Zach, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., um, Jalen Noel, and, and McDaniels. But um, it's, it's obviously Paulo, he's at Duke right now, but yeah, Paulo. <laughs> 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 he's like, how could you beat that? I <laughs> yeah, uh, man, that, that that's definitely, I, I definitely can agree with that top five, man. I mean, as what P's been doing, man, it's kind of hard to even keep him out. I mean, Fred, even we talked about that thing with one of the OGs, like, you know, or I think we had a conversation, like, it's even hard to throw. If we're just talking about all together, like, you know, yeah. it's hard to not throw P in there, you know, uh, with what he's done so far. Uh, but I, I, I still say, you know, you can put yourself in there with what you did uh, at Cleveland. And there's not a lot of players who came in their freshman year in right. college and, and hooped. In a power and five conference. In a power five conference. <laughs> then turn then turn it up another level. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, you got it out the mud. Like you, you know, you wasn't a, a top ranked player like some of these guys were, you know, coming into high school. Uh so I ain't got no problem with you throwing your 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 name in the top five as well. Your your accolades, as Fred uh, mentioned earlier, they speak for themselves, man. Hey, oh, one of the last things I got, you know what I mean, for me, Otis, I want to ask CJ is how do you think? I want you to talk about, um, you know, the grind. And I'm taking it back a little bit and believing in yourself, man. Not to me. I mean, obviously, writing off the stats, people can see. But um, there was a lot of schools that you could have went to and blended in and, you know what I mean, and and won championships. But you took the approach to stay at Cleveland and, and do it your way. And everything that a lot of these kids now are chasing, you've done out of Cleveland. So I want you to speak on that, like kids not having to, if they have that mentality, chase, you know, playing with other schools and other kids and trying to build something? Yeah, so <clears throat> for me, I, I obviously, I was assigned to Rainier Beach because of where I live, um, but I chose to go to Cleveland High School. I have connections there through my uncle, um, Carl, Carl Irvin, mm-hmm. and it was really a deeper connection, but I chose to go there and um, there was opportunities, you know, sophomore, junior year to go mm-hmm. to back back to Rainer Beach, maybe to Garfield, you know, go to a different school. But at the end of the day, uh, my heart was at Cleveland. And really, I just knew that that was kind of like the easy way out. Um, I had struggled, you know, I had my hardships, my ups and downs. Um, I remember my freshman year, they was calling me soft CJ. Mm-hmm. And I, I laugh at it, because looking back, I just, I remember when I first heard it, 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 was, it was laughable still at that time. Um, but it really lit a fire in me. And I, I remember when the tough CJ slogan came out. You you, you yeah. turned it around. That was crazy. <laughs> and it was like a lot of things had happened um, in a certain way to where if I wasn't at Cleveland, I don't think I would have experienced it and learned um, the lessons that I had. Um, so just through through being at Cleveland and you know going through that with with not being the the top team or, or all the guys coming to the school and then you know turning the the program to a winning, you know, team because obviously we, we weren't, we had dropped off for a long time. Um, I can't remember the the last time they might have went to state, 
It was hey, it was a while back. Trust me, man. You took Cleveland somewhere they had been in. A while. You know, and, I, and we only went one year, but it was like at the end of the day, um, that was my favorite year too, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just remember, you know, each year just on a level of, of a young man and, and, a, and a teenager at that time, um, just learning so much just from, from basketball um, with Coach Jerry and Coach Sturgis and, and, and the whole Cleveland, you know, even Mr. Breland, uh, the principal. Yeah, um, I can't forget him, you know. And a lot of people don't, you know, they don't understand that going through those, you know, those life lessons and those adversity. I know you looking back, CJ, you can attest to this, but it's kind of, it's kind of made you who you are today. You know what I mean? Understanding that regardless of what's going on, I can stay tunnel vision and stay locked in and keep chipping away at something that I want. No doubt. Yeah, I can't definitely can't uh, wait for, you know, that, uh, that Fred Drow, CJ LB connection when it comes to, uh, I got to send you a care school. package, CJ. I'm going to send you, you got to, you know, oh. when I get off here, I'm going to get your address and or wherever I can get it to your dad. I got to get you guys a nice care package, man. Yeah, I need that. I need yeah. that. <laughs> I got you, man. I'm going to try to, I'm gonna, I should be able to get you a sweatsuit. I'm going to start there and then I'm going to get all the shirts and all that figured out, man. Yeah, yeah I didn't even get the, the school gear when I was there. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I got I got to take care of you, man. I'm, you know, I'm I'm telling the kids all the time. Like I said, everything everything you guys want to do, this guy did. So if 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 you don't think it's possible, man, that's that's somebody to look at. So I highlight. You're the easiest guy to highlight. So, so, man, like I said, man, uh, everybody listening, uh, you just got CJ LB's narrative hoop narrative, uh, October twentieth. You can catch him and the Portland Trailblazers back to start the 21-22 season uh, against the Sacramento. Oh, she going to be out there to watch them play? Yeah, yeah no, nah, I was just about to say, man, I got tickets. Uh, the Suns will be out there that Saturday. Uh, CJ, you know any 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 Suns fans? This is the only Suns fan I know. And you know, <laughs> look, look like, man, that's crazy. I'm no, telling you, no. bro, you don't know no Suns fans. He's the only person I've ever known. That's why I respect him, bro. No, band, no bandwagon, man. No bandwagon. <laughs> I was hoping there was some more Portland fans too with me being here. So. <laughs> nah, that's you know I actually think that's really crazy. You know, before we get out of here, I really think that's crazy. You know, ever since the Sonics uh, left Seattle, that you know. Uh, the city didn't really em- kind of embrace Portland more. I, yeah. I really I, noticed. I never that. thought about that. You guys are right. I respect that though, you know, because Seattle really, at the end of the day, we really just went around our, our culture that we got, you know, the high True. school, college hoops. You know, at the end of the day, we, we worked with what we got. And, and those hoops, obviously, we, we represent well. Nah, that's fine. And, and it helped with Maul bringing a pro am and, you know, bringing yeah. everybody that he brought. That helped too, you know what I mean? Kind of feel that void, but. I mean, CJ's right. And bouncing off of that, we always felt like we're going to get a team. So I feel like that's another reason why we haven't kind of attached because we're like, nah, we're going to get a team. We want our own team. Yeah. So everybody in the town listening, I don't care if you're a Blazers fan or not, they on local TV. Like I said, 7 p.m. October 20th. If they're, on, if they're on, if they're on TV and it's blacked out, one eighty nine. I already know the channel. <laughs> no, one seventy nine. My bad. See, it's already one seventy. Actually, so what I just found out, Root Sports. I think they're going to be on Root Sports now. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's even, yeah. So what's that? Thirty Otis. That's thirty. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's even better. Okay. Even if you're not, even if you're not from the town, you listening, man. Tune into the young boys. Uh, we got a lot of them all, all over the NBA. 
but it's specifically tune into this one on October 20th. There will be some others though, but we 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 listen to CJ Ellaby's narrative right now. Uh, we appreciate you definitely coming on, man. CJ Ellaby, come on, man. It's a great way to kick off our new season as well. Uh, we gonna get this going for all the fans uh, who's who's been staying with us. And like I said, man, tune in, keep up, uh, particularly keep up with this boy right here, CJ Ellaby, man. We we ready, we all ready to do big things, ain't that right, bro? Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all having me and giving me your time and, and asking these questions. Come on, man. We on, we definitely gonna run this back uh, soon at the end of the year, man. Hey, keep coming early, staying late, talking to your vets. You know what I mean, and doing whatever you need to do to get on the court, bro. Because once you start there. That's when you advance. Yeah. Keep being a professional, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be all right. Yes, sir. Yep. My boy CJ Ellaby, my bro Fred Joe. You already know who I am, man. Hoop narrative, man. We out. We out. Took a breathing, came back in no time. Yep. Put the ball in my possession in the showtime. I'm taking the last shot, coach. Don't mind. I'm a different predicament, so it troubles you. Game clock ticking, and I'm coming for the W. One man ain't enough, they gon' have to double two. Get more shot made, all the fans loving you. Time expired, everybody rushing. Now you just showed them what you about. Try to tell you we was gon' make it without a doubt. Do what they can, I'm already stamped and I be shitting like Kevin Durant in the game. Hey, up. When I steps on the floor, I don't waste time. Two seconds, one shot, I'ma make mine. Put a three-pointer on baseline. They want my spot, I'm trying to save mine. So you should move also, 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 you should move also.